You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time for the Great Clips postgame show. Great Clips, it's going to be great. Presented by Telemore Do. Because when it's game time, it's telly time. Now, here are your hosts, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, and Zach Zaidman. Filling in for Mully on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It's about winning football games, right? Doesn't matter how you do it, just find a way to do it. And tonight, the Bears found a way to match their victory total from all of last season. They pick up their third win of the year, and they knock off the Carolina Panthers by a final of 16-13. to 13. Hi, everyone. Zach Zaidman with you. Welcome to the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. Alongside Patrick Manley and Olin Krutz, we'll be taking your phone calls throughout at 312-644-6767. Again, 312-644-6767. Pat, I'm going to start with you. Special teams played a big role mm-hmm. in deciding this ballgame. Well, they did. I mean, it, it shouldn't have been as close as it was with the punt return and I can break that down a little later and then there at the end of the game 59 yard field goal attempt I'm kind of shocked they went for it but what normally happens guys is you pick a yardage in pregame of how far you can kick a kick for a game winner at the half or whatever so I'm guessing maybe Eddie Pinheiro hit a 60 yarder in pregame and they said okay he can make it but that's later in the game it's colder I don't know how the weather was I'm really shocked they went for it there yeah, but special teams was part of the game. Chris Tabor had a nice punt return there uh, for the Carolina Panthers, drew up a nice play, and uh, just kind of shocked they went for the field goal there in Soldier Field at a 59-yard field goal. But, Zach, you said it. A win is a win, but, damn, that was ugly. Yeah. That was really <laughs> ugly, man. <laughs> God. Olin, as an offensive player, yeah. if your head coach takes the offense off the field, fourth and ten game on the line – in order to have a guy attempt a 59-yard field goal at Soldier Field? What are you thinking? First of all, Zach, good to be on with you again, my friend. It's been a long time. But uh, as you know, I played on a lot of bad offenses. So I've been there before where uh, your offense isn't executing. I'm sure Coach Frank Wright was thinking, do we even have a chance to make this field goal at Pat Manley? I think it was being nice there when he said he was kind of shocked. I think we were all really <laughs> shocked when they walked from there out there. Uh, Panero <laughs> kicked here for the Chicago Bears. We all knew he couldn't make that 59-yard mm-hmm. field goal. Uh, they went for it anyway. But uh, we were watching two bad football teams, right, and, and an offense that was struggling, a young quarterback who's been struggling. Uh, the Chicago Bears secondary, I thought, uh, the best unit on the field today and, and really shut down the Carolina Panthers. Uh, they were fun to watch with Brisker back, although struggled a little early, I thought, but then kind of found his flow in the game. Uh, coming back from being out from injury. But, uh, Pat, we talked about a lot of times how this secondary can be a difference maker. I don't know what you guys thought, but I thought they were tonight. Yeah, Olin, I I thought they were too. But, you know, going against a depleted team with their 
secondary, and they should do that, right? That's what we're going to expect from the future, for them to play like that, and hopefully they can play like that against elite receivers and elite quarterback. But you're right. That's the that's the strength of the team right now, and they, they played a darn good football game. What was the stats here for Bryce Young? 21 of 38, 185 yards, averaging, what, 4.9 yards of an attempt to sack three times. So you got to give the credit to the D-line as well. But, yeah, Olin, they, they did their job, and that's what I was expecting against a Carolina offense that was depleted at the wide receiver position. Carolina missing a 59-yard field goal late in the game with a minute 35 to go that would have tied the game at 16. Everyone here surprised that they didn't go for it with 4th and 10 and instead elected to kick at that point at Soldier Field. And I know the wind wasn't crazy tonight, but everyone who's been to Soldier Field knows that's it's really a, a tough situation to be in for any kind of kicker. And there's a history here with Eddie Pinero. And the Bears win their third game of the year. They knock off the Carolina Panthers by a final of 16-13. to 13. This is the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew, Zach Zaidman, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley with you. Talking football again, guys. It's been way too long. You're right, Olin. All right. Let's start with some of the flexibility that Matt Eberflus had because he had most of his weapons back defensively. And I thought, you, you know, on, on the play on third down late when they had Sanborn showing blitz and fooling the rookie quarterback, Bryce Young, then dropping back, almost coming up with an interception. I think that played with uh, head coach Frank Reich's mind. Maybe that's the reason he decided to go for the 59-yard kick. But it is amazing how much more you can do when you have your number one guys out there defensively, the guys that you feel comfortable with, the guys that you spent most of the offseason working with in order to try and get better this season. Yeah, and it all starts with that run defense, right? It all starts with the way... Uh, that is now a very good, I know we talk about this secondary a lot, but that is a very good run defense. Uh, Billings in the middle there. I mean, he is a handful, and they play very well. And when, when Brisker is back there at safety, we talked about before how it reminds you of the, the Tampa 2 defenses that we know from the past, the Mike Browns, the Bob Sanders, the Lynches that come downhill, and they're the free guy, and they're a sure tackler. So having him back tonight made a good run defense even better, but you're right, uh, Coach Eberflus was mixing things up. Uh, he was running some man. He was running some zone. He was fooling the young quarterback. He looked confused out there. And that double-A gap blitz, always hard on the center and a young quarterback to identify who has who. And then when a quarterback pulls his eyes up fast and they only bring one linebacker, he doesn't really know, Zach and Pat, if two actually came. And they almost had that. like to see Sam Bourne come down with that mm -hmm. interception there to end the game. But... But he doesn't, but they end the game anyway. But you're right, Zach. Very good look there by Coach Flues. And another well-called game by him, Pat. Yeah, no doubt about it. But the thing is, you talked about the misinterception. There was one earlier. You want this team to really come together and play a complete game, right? Tariq Stevenson missed the interception as well. I think it was near midfield. Nothing really happened from it. But you want to see them get those takeaways. But what a good game. I mean, it's, it's a bad offense they went against, right? We got to... We got to just know what we're comparing this against. They only give up six points. And get this, we were talking about the run defense. They gave up 2.7 yards a carry, and that's including three scrambles from Bryce Young for 18 yards. So that's they're really playing some good gap discipline <laughs> defense are, yeah. up front. That's impressive, man. Because you know we've seen it in the cover too. When they get out of it last last year, you saw them up front. If they get out of the gap, that's when they get gashed. Right? They're playing really disciplined up front, and that's an impressive job by that D line. 
So happy to have you with us here on the Great Clips Post Game Show presented by Tullamore Dew. Bears beat the Panthers 16-13. to If you're just tuning in, Zach Sadman, Olin Cruz, Patrick Manley with you. Yes, it was a boring game. But you know oh, what? <laughs> Considering the limitations that the Bears have from an offensive standpoint with the injuries and some of the personnel issues that they've been dealing with, there's a certain style of play that you have to have in order to give yourself a chance to win a game. And for the Bears, it's going to be ugly. And you know what? For the Panthers, it's going to be ugly too because they were missing a whole bunch of players. And especially on the offensive side of things, yeah, Bryce Young is the number one overall pick, but he doesn't get a lot of time to throw, and they really don't have a lot of weapons out there for him to throw the ball to because he doesn't get a, a lot of time to make things happen. So, You knew going in it was going to be ugly, and if you didn't think it was going to be ugly, then you weren't really paying attention to the way (laughs) these two teams have been playing football this year. And think about what we talked about all week long, guys, right? You don't want – if Tyson Bajant was going to start, you cannot have what we saw last week in New Orleans with the turnovers, whether it's the interceptions or the fumbles. So you're going to play a safe ball game, which means you're going to play an ugly ball game but that's what it took to beat this Carolina team, and I don't fault the Bears for playing an ugly game. I, I don't either. I, I don't either. It's a win, man. I was thinking about this, Olin. You know, I'm sitting here saying, all right, it's the Bears versus a bad Panthers team, and the Bears are bad or whatever. I've got to put myself now in the position of the Bears in the locker room. A win is a win, like you started the show Club with. Club dub, right? Club yeah, dub. Something's dub. going on. That just has to feel good for them. But they know it was ugly. Shoot, even Thursday night football knew it was going to be ugly. They had to bring Jason Kelsey up to uh, <laughs> to try to keep us entertained for two drives or a quarter, almost a quarter. But, yeah, it's it's it was an ugly game, and the Bears did win, and that's what you expected. Uh, I just didn't think it was going to be that ugly for the Bears to kind of eke out a win that way. But, you know, and I'm happy for the guys in the locker room. What, they get nine, ten days off now to enjoy this. It makes that a lot more enjoyable. Uh, for their next game, but uh, man, I just, it was ugly. It was really ugly. It was fun to watch, listen or, or, or scroll through Twitter and see other guys uh, that I've, you know, we pl- uh, played with, retired guys, all in there like, are you kidding me? This is ugly football. I'm like, yes, it is, but we won. <laughs> yeah, and, and Zach said that there's a certain way the Bears have to win this year, and I would argue mm-hmm. the last 20 years, right? So uh, we've been watching, uh, you know, run. We can't, uh, the only thing that would happen today was the special teams is a little different, but Mm -hmm. Uh, As far as, you know, I don't think anybody thinks, and I don't think anybody doesn't know what they watched tonight, right? Everyone knows what we watched tonight. Uh, We all knew going to the game what we were about to watch. Uh, But the Chicago Bears do come out with the win. Uh, Some good things on defense that continue to happen. Now, we all know that secondary, that defense, they have to do that against a high-level team now, like a top 15, a top 10 offense. That's what we want to see them compete against. Hopefully, they'll have all their guys one day when they go against someone like a team like that, and then we can watch them against someone like that. Because even tonight, when they played good, we said, oh, finally have that whole secondary back. Remember, Tremaine Edmonds is not there, right? Hell mm-hmm. of a football player, hell of a mm-hmm. middle linebacker, okay? So he's not there, $70 million man. I think that's what they paid him this year uh, out of the middle of that defense, and they still hold them to that. And, you know, Zach, I got to say, man, I know Kirk Herbstreit was floating that all night, that he was under constant pressure, and he really wasn't. That kid is just playing really bad football. The quarterback's not playing good football right now. Uh, you know, I, I, we and Pat always talk about when I watch offensive line, I can apologize for them all game, right? Mm-hmm. That means I can find a reason they missed the block. That's what Herb Street 
uh, was doing tonight a little too much. It just, you know, Bryce Young was not playing good football, period. He's just not playing good football right now. He's not seeing open wide receivers. He's not getting the ball out. He's holding on to the ball. And then when it's not there, he's ducking his head and taking sacks. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that, to me, was what was going on tonight. So that's, yeah. that's the Carolina issue. And yeah. We don't really care about them anymore because the Bears beat them 16-13. to 13. From a Bears standpoint, mm-hmm. and, and Pat, you kind of hit on this a little bit, that you didn't expect it to be as bad as it was. It's just a football game tonight, but it was. So what stands out to you? What did we learn today about the Bears other than the fact that they found a way to win a game? Uh, Tyson Bajan just won't throw it down the field. There's that one play. It was a play-action pass. I think it was Tyler Scott. They had him wide open. It looked like he looked at him. I just don't think he trusted his arm to throw it down there. Maybe that is them telling him to manage the game today. You know what I mean? This is the way we're going to beat the Panthers. Don't take a chance unless he's 100% open. The other safety was kind of sliding over a little bit. You know, some of the quarterbacks might have pulled the trigger. But I think Tyson Bajan just ran the game plan that he was asked to do was get zero turnovers. Let's see if we can run the ball on him. And, and come away with a win. But that's kind of what I got from it was maybe they put the handcuffs on him a little bit to not let him expose himself and turn the ball over. But they got to win. So, you know, that, that's the number one thing, but it was just ugly. Yeah, it, it's a good point, Pat, because if you think about uh, two teams that had eight combined turnovers last week and the, and mm-hmm. the Panthers had two for touchdowns, right? The, the, uh, Kenny Moore had two pick sixes last week. We were watching a game where both quarterbacks were told that, and that's why it looked so bad, right? Yeah. Play safe. Don't turn the ball over. And, and, you know, Herbshire was telling you that during the game that Frank Wright told him that, like, just make two plays at the end of the game. And I think mm-hmm. that happened to Bajan too, right? You can see he's a little gun shy for the first time. That happens in the NFL, man. Uh, we talk about a lot, uh, Pat, you know, the, 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 the guys who succeed in the NFL are the guys who overcome failure, right? Because you're mm-hmm. going to fail a lot. All of a sudden, you get to the NFL, you've been so good for so long, Zach, and you fail more than you've ever failed in your life. And it's just hard for a lot of guys to come out of that. And that's what Tyson Bajan has to do next. He has to come out of this little bit of a funk he's in because he had those turnovers last week that lost the game. Now everyone's saying just play it safe. And sometimes you see that guy and you wonder if you want to get it out. And to be, uh, to be perfectly honest, I, I got to go back and watch the All-22. There were some times I thought he would have threw picks tonight early in the game that that yeah. little cover two where they sink the cornerback almost got him for the third week in a row, guys. Mm-hmm. And if this team is good enough, if the defense is good enough, they might come away with those picks. Instead, yep. the Bears ended up taking the lead in the third quarter, a nine-play, 38-yard scoring drive. They got great field position. Deontay Foreman had a four-yard touchdown run. Bears went up 16-10 to in the third. That was their first lead of the game, and they end up winning 16-13 to tonight over the Panthers to improve to 3-7 and on the year after going 3-14 and last year. And now the big question, you guys talked about Tyson Bajan, some of the issues that, that he's trying to work through. Well, we saw late last week and now early this week Justin Fields throwing the football. Now, he didn't play today, and there was that weird press conference the other day with Matt Everflus, but the fact that you saw him throwing in practice means that he was medically cleared to throw. And I don't know, maybe I'm thinking that he didn't play today because he probably didn't look good out on the practice field, and they decided to go with Bajan in a short week. But you'd have to think that, barring any kind of major setback, the next time the Bears take the field against the Detroit Lions, we're going to see Justin Fields at quarterback, right? Olin, yeah, Olin, I'd I have think, to imagine, Pat. Yeah, I'd have to imagine yeah. he's going to be out there. Um, yeah. They probably just wanted to give him Tim. I mean, I'm not going to 
I am not going to try to figure out what just happened right now. So I'm, not, <laughs> right, I'm, not, right. I'm not doing that. You know, there's, uh, there's a guy, uh, Louis Simmons. He ran Westside Barbell for years in Ohio, a legendary strength coach. And he used to say, if you run with the lame, you gain a limp. And sometimes when guys go into Hallis Hall, Pat, I don't know what the hell happens to them, right? <laughs> These good coaches go to Hallis Hall, and all yep. of a sudden, man, they get like Hallis Hall brain. I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on when they get to the podium. Uh, the media guys there got to do a better job, help the head yes. coach out. Uh, you know, they're going to ask him about Justin Fields. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure Kevin Warren is on those kind of things. It, we're just talking about that whole situation. But as far as Justin Fields goes, uh, fully expect him in 10 days to be the Chicago Bears starting quarterback. Yeah, and we'll never know how much he was, you know, asking to come back and play. Olin, we've both been, been in that situation. I told a story the other day that I had an MCL sprain, tear, whatever you call it. And I remember talking to Dr. Bowen. And I felt like I could play, but I wasn't going to be 100%. And he sat me down. He said, listen, if you sit out one more week, and I think we had like eight or ten more games to go. He's like, if you sit out one more week, you were going to feel so much better for the rest of the year. Maybe you could play, but then you're going to be struggling for the rest of the year. And I was like, no, I want to play. And he said, well, no, we're just not going to clear you. We're not going to clear you. And it was the right thing to do for Dr. Bowen to do that to me. So the rest of my season, I felt a lot better. But I'm wondering how much he was fighting to try to play, and did they do the same thing? Like, no, listen, you sit out this Thursday game. We're not going to the playoffs or anything. You sit out this Thursday game. You're going to feel that much better for the rest of the season. Uh, we'll never know all that stuff, but I'm sure he was fighting to get out there, and uh, I, I fully expect him to be back. Just from what I saw, just those throws, uh, you know, from the media at practice or whatever. He, you know, he's, if he's throwing at 30, 50 yards. But, you know, can you protect yourself and all that kind of stuff? But I fully protect to see him come back. Alongside Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley, Zach Saban in for Mully here on the Great Clips postgame show. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Your phone call's coming up. A couple of things that kind of stood out to me over the last four games that Fields has missed, but specifically tonight, just based on the way that Luke Getze has been running the offense with Bajan. How much of that is going to be incorporated, do you think, when Justin Fields comes back, like his skill set combined with some of the things that we saw from Bajan combined with some of the things that helped the offense along when Fields wasn't there. How's it going to look when he returns? What's going to be different from the way games are called? Do you think before Fields got injured now that we've seen another guy do it for a little bit? I'll go to you first, Olin. Oh yeah. Listen, I think that when he comes back, Hopefully, everyone kept talking about what could Justin Fields learn while he was out. Well, what could Getze learn also, right? Calling games. Uh, What could he learn? Quarterback runs. I'm sure we're talking about the boosts, the sprints. Get him out of the pocket. And and sometimes when you say that, Pat, right, people are like, well, you can't win the game just all. We're not saying always, right? But just Mm -hmm. more. Get him on the run. Get him on the move. He is a constant threat. Uh, Anytime you go to other teams, Pat, I'm sure you can vouch for this. When you go to listen to their defense coordinator talk about the Chicago Bears, he always mentions how scary Justin Fields is outside yep. the pocket, how mm-hmm. they got to control that. Uh, you know, so you hope that Getsy will use him more in zone reads, quarterback runs, boots, keeps, all the things that we know a guy, a quarterback who can run and who has a strong arm should be doing. Uh, it seemed like they did give Bajan more of that. Uh, while Justin Fields was out to try to get him comfortable. Now, let's see you give Justin Fields the same amount. Uh, you'd have to go through all their plays, right, to really know what percentage they're moving the quarterback around. And just, you know, I don't know, Pat, but 
Whenever, you know, Justin Fields, you can tell when he starts to get his ball down the pocket a little bit. Let's get him outside the pocket. Let's get him a quarterback run. Let's use him a little differently. I always go back to that Minnesota game, right? The empty in the pocket. You knew already he wasn't seeing it. Why keep him in there? Yeah, the, these last two weeks, I've liked that game plan for Justin Fields. It, I, I, like you said, I'd like to go back and see the numbers of how many boots and moving the pocket plays there were. But it seems like there were a lot more the last two weeks than we've seen for the entire season and even more for – there was one or two games where Justin Fields, they did that to him. The Saints game, though, to me, with the runs, they used the quarterback runs, I think that was you know, dialed up to play against the Saints because they weren't great against quarterback runs. But I would like to see those two game plans this last, these last two weeks run more for Justin Fields. I think they fit him more. And, Olin, you've been talking about the zone reads. I think that's super important to get him uh, more involved with that as well. But as far as getting the quarterback out of the pocket, moving the pocket – a little bit of max protection throws down the field. I've liked those the last two weeks, so hopefully we see that more with Justin Fields. I want to flip to the defensive side of things because uh, we saw the Bears get after the quarterback. I think, Olin, you started talking about it initially. It's the ability to stop the run, which gives you the right to be able to get after the quarterback, but uh, they were able to do that against Carolina. How much of that is just the Bears having some healthy bodies now, especially on the back end, and now adding sweat to the front line, or should we not put much stock in it because Carolina is a, a terrible team up front. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's a little of both, right, Zach? It's a little bit of both. Now, uh, to be fair to the Chicago's defensive line, Pat, I thought they had more pressure against New Orleans also. So mm-hmm. I thought they got home a little bit more than they had been getting home. And then this week, it looked like they started Javon Dexter there on third down. Uh, I got to go back and take a look at that. looks like they changed up their I, nickel I noticed that as well. It looked like it was a little bit more yeah. too. Yeah. I, I thought that um, I thought that Sweat didn't have a great game, but I also think that Carolina has two very good offensive tackles in pass pro. So mm-hmm. uh, that was a good battle to watch. Uh, the Carolina has a lot of money in their tackles on the offensive side of the ball, but, but they do chip him. They do know where he's at, Pat, and that does free up other guys. And they did get home today. And they did put just enough pressure on that young quarterback to come out of this game with a win. Hey, did you guys notice like a cast on Montez Sweat's hand on his thumb? Yeah. Did you notice that at all? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Did he have that? that just last like you, week? Pat. Though he, like, you were gonna fight through at MCL, he's fighting through. <laughs> no, 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 but I, <laughs> no, but I mean, from last week to this week, I don't remember recall seeing that last week. Do you? I think he did. I think he had it on okay. there last. I, I okay. thought I did, I but I got to take another okay. look. But I, right. I thought I saw him uh, with that cast. I think he came from uh, Washington with that. Okay, okay. I think so. I'd have to take a look. Yeah, for yeah. people that don't know, uh, back in the day, Patrick Manley had a, a, a nickname in, in the locker room. He was known as the Gladiator because no, he, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, he was. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, no, I can vouch for Pat Manley. Now, I played a lot of years with him. He is a football player. Not a lot of long snappers are. I watched a long snapper tonight. He had some kind of silly celebration for Chicago Bears after every good field goal kick, but that's his thing. But yeah. Pat Manley was a ball player. He definitely was. And, and the greatest compliment you can give uh, a long snapper like Patrick Manley is the fact that you guys on the offensive line, Olin, back in the day, would allow Manley into the offensive line room for all those meetings. That was the sign of respect that he was a football player first. I, we don't, we a, didn't allow Pat. He, we couldn't keep him out. You know, he, that's how bad he wanted to be in meetings. And, and that, that's, that earned a lot of people's respect, Zach, to be honest with you, that 
you know, you could be playing Sudoku and sitting in the cold tub or golfing, but instead you're every day in our meetings, uh, sitting with us, learning football, taking notes. So you're, you're exactly right. That, that, that is what earned everybody's respect. Look, Hold on. Enough of that, man. That's the best meeting room to be in in all of sports. The O-line room. They're the closest unit, the funnest, the dirtiest, the fartiest, all that stuff. Man. That place is a blast to be in. I loved every minute I was in there, man. And, and thanks for giving out that, that visual that I think is just uh, soaring through the speakers hey, of man, everyone's it's a bunch radio. Of three, it's a bunch of 300-pound men. What are we supposed to do? You know, I, I'm one of the... <laughs> I'll leave that to your imagination if you're listening out there. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Look, I, I'm a believer that even bad football is fun to watch because football is fun to watch. But this one tested our patience. I know a lot of you out there want to talk to us about it. 312-644-6767. Let's take our first break. When we come back, I do have something I want to get your take on, both of you guys. Matt Eberflus came out of the halftime locker room at an interview with Kaylee Hartung and said something that I'm still scratching my head over. We'll discuss next. This is the Great Clips postgame show presented by <laughs> Tullamore Dew. The Bears beat the Panthers 16-13. to This is the score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we're excited about this second half. We got some things up our sleeves. So. We're back with more of the Great Clips postgame show. Great Clips, it's going to be great. Presented by Telemore Dew. Because when it's game time, it's telly time. Now, here are your hosts, Bowling Crute, Patrick Manley, and Zach Zaidman. Filling in for Mully on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Always live on the free Odyssey app. So that was Matt Eberflus right out of the halftime locker room talking with Kaylee Hartung on Amazon Prime and mentioning that he had some tricks up his sleeve Olin, Pat, I've been watching a lot of Bears football since Matt Eberflus took over as head coach. I'm still trying to rack my brain trying to figure out what he was talking about because there was nothing surprising to me in that second half other than the Panthers attempting a 59-yard field goal with the game in the balance. Yeah, and in the and smile that, at the end was it, it took it all for say. me, man. Like, like, did he raise he his eyebrows that creepy and smile? smile? That that took it all for me. But uh, maybe he was talking about maybe he was talking about that double A gap blitz, Pat. Let's let's just give him that. Maybe that's okay. the, maybe that's what he had up his sleeve. Uh, the double A gap blitz, dropping Sam Bourne out, 
and almost he thought he was gonna get the interception there. I, I don't know what he could have meant like that, and then the smile he ended with. Uh, it was just an interesting moment in a week with interesting moments for Coach Eberflus. <laughs> He's just not good with a microphone. I don't, think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> when I saw it, I'm like, what? What are you gonna surprise us with? And why would you say that if you were gonna surprise? Us? I don't know. He's just. He's shocking, but yeah, maybe it was a double A gut, uh, double A gap blitz. But I just, I had no idea what that was, and yeah, that smile alone. I was about to say the same thing. I'm like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's national TV, man. Yeah, it's, a, it's a very. <laughs> Why would you say that? Th- there's been a lot of stuff with Eberflus at a microphone where we've had a chance to process some of the things that he said, and we've ended up going, "Why is he saying that? What is he talking about?" And this was no different. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. This is the Great Lip, Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew alongside Patrick Manley and Olin Krutz. I'm Zach Saban in for Mike Mulligan as he takes over tomorrow morning on the Mully and Haw Show. All right, let's get out to the phone lines at 312-644-6767. We will start with Judah, who just left Soldier Field after watching tonight's 16-13 Bears win over Carolina. Hi, Judah, you're on the score. Yeah, I'm in town on business. Uh, I just got back to my room. I got to tell you, I'm going to speak truth to power. You guys may hang up on me, but so so be it. Uh, Chicago fans, uh, for the most part, aren't bright. Uh I'm going to say that respectfully, as respectfully as I can. Uh, I'm, I'm from the Chicago area. This kid, Bajan, I'll be honest, I don't think he could have started for Mount Carmel. Yet, you guys, and mostly every, everybody in the media has this guy as a second coming of Fran Tarkenton. He won't even throw the ball 20 yards downfield. I mean, he's, he's, he's out of his depth. Justin Fields. It's, it's so disrespected by Chicago fans, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I get it. I get it. I get Chicago's quarterback history. I, I get who they, who they favorite. I get all of that. I can tell you who would love to have Justin Fields, the 49ers, my team. We, and we kill with them. We, he being an assassin. You got to disrespect this guy left and right. You're coming up with this narrative to try to push him out of the picture. It's all over national TV. And your coaching staff for the Bears, they are total morons. You so can't we'll, we'll give you guys, uh, Judah, we'll give you guys Justin Fields. You give us Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Kittle, and Debo Samuel. Big good trade. Right? No, I'm just saying, we'll give, you give us him, and we'll take the trade. We'll take the trade. Get rid of Justin Fields. We won't have to give you anything. In a year, he'll probably be a free agent. You're looking to get rid of him in Chicago. But here's the problem, Judah. The, the competition is not Bajan versus Justin Fields. That is not the competition. If someone says oh, that Bajan played better, played better than we thought he would, that does not mean we think he should be starting in front of Justin Fields. He is an undrafted free agent quarterback. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Just the fact that there has been over the last couple of weeks – a conversation as to whether or not this guy may be better than Justin Fields is really an indictment of the way things have gone with Justin Fields at the quarterback position. Forget Bajan for a mm-hmm. second. I, I just think you have to take a look at the, the reality of the situation. No matter what happened tonight, the Bears were still going to be in 
outstanding position in terms of having what in all likelihood will be at least one, maybe two top five picks or definitely two top ten picks in the upcoming draft. At that point, when you consider that this is going to be, according to all the experts, a quarterback-heavy draft, and now you have to ask yourself, are you going to commit long-term to Justin Fields? That's why, number one, it's important that he get back on the field so you can continue the evaluation process. I don't know about you guys. They say players know, right? How much more do you need to see to make a decision on what Justin Fields is? I'll tell you, I've got to see more consistency. That's the thing with me. We've seen ups, ups and downs. Like, we've seen two games here, and then you go to the Minnesota game. Years past, it has not been good. So I, one thing I want to see is more consistency from him. The other one is I want to see him a better pocket passer, a passer from the pocket, however you want to put it. Does, does that mean he has to do it all the time? No. But there's situations in NFL games where you get into third and nine, and you're going to have to be able to read a defense and deliver a ball on time and understand what's going on and play from the pocket. To me, he has not improved at that. And the other thing is wins. How many wins does he have? And yes, Olin's, you're 100% correct. I would take all that talent and put it with Justin. He has not had a whole mm-hmm. lot of talent around him, but he is a first-round mm-hmm. quarterback. They traded up to get to help them win games. So those three things to me is I want wins, a better pocket passer, and more consistent play. He has time to do that now in the last seven games or whatever it's going to be that he gets to play. But that's my criteria. He has not done that yet in 30 starts, but he has a chance to prove it to me. And then to go back to Judah's call about this, like you said, Olin, you said it perfectly. This is not a comparison between Justin Fields and Tyson Bajan. Listen, Tyson Bajan came in as a backup in the NFL and went won two games and lost two games. You, you, you would dream for that, for your backup to do that. Okay, he's beat some bad talent, but it doesn't matter. That's the way the schedule came out. As a backup, he's earned the right to be a backup by going 2-2. Two and two. Are his numbers good? No. But the two games he's won, no turnovers. And that's what you're supposed to do, and maybe he learns from that. So uh, I, I'm not one to run Justin Fields out of, out of, out of, out of town or compare him to uh, Tyson Bajant right now, but Justin Fields does have to do more. And I've always said it. I want him to be my starting quarterback. I want him to be great. He is fun to watch. I think he would be great for the city. But he hasn't done, has not done, uh, excuse me, he has not done enough yet. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Bears beat the Panthers 16-13. Bears now 3-7 and seven on the year. They've matched their victory total from all of last season. And the weird thing is, it's Tyson Bajant who has two of those three wins this mm-hmm. season for the Bears, which is the reason that uh, this controversy sort of began over the last four weeks. Out to the phones we go. Steve in Kansas City, you are on the score. Hi, Steve. Hi, guys. Um, you know, uh, I'm just glad that this game is finally over. And, uh, <laughs> I, you know, uh, and I think I think a lot of people feel the same way about watching tonight's game. Uh, I, I, you know, tonight's game really doesn't change uh, the the position that uh, Matt Eberflus and his coaching staff put themselves in, to be honest with you, I, I think it's quite clear with Luke Getze uh, that he trusts neither Bajant nor Fields, and if that's the case, why the hell he is he even an offensive coordinator? You know, it it seems like Getze has this idea because he was with Green Bay before coming here that every quarterback has to play like Aaron Rodgers. 
And when he finds out that neither Bajan or Fields is Aaron Rodgers, he suddenly gives up and just calls a weird screen uh, on, on multiple occasions that doesn't work. And that we're all scratching our heads thinking, why can't we, you know, do the basic things? Well, I think part of the problem, and Olin, you can help expand on this a, a little bit. You know, you come in with a certain offense that you're going to run, but then you're limited by what the quarterback can and can't do. And I, I think, especially when it comes to Justin Fields within the framework of the this offense, because we've seen these incredible splash plays, the incredible athleticism, the the deep ball outside the numbers. I mean, there's some things that Justin Fields does that are just tantalizing, right? And you're trying to figure out, well, why can't they do that all the time? Well, maybe the quarterback isn't good enough to do that all the time, and they are taking on uh, some some pretty good defenses along the way. And you earn just like you earn the right to rush the passer from a defensive standpoint, you kind of earn the right to – to make those big splash plays. But in order to do that, there are the routine plays that have to be done routinely. And that's been the problem over the course of Justin Fields' career overall as a starter in the NFL, but specifically within the framework of this offense in particular. Yeah, and and we keep talking about what do we know what we saw. Like the guy said, I'm glad that game was over, right? You ask your backup quarterback to come in and give you a chance to win games, right? You know what you expect out of him. You don't expect him to turn the ball over three times uh, like he did last week, and you expect them to give your defense a chance to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, which would be the Raiders and now the Carolina Panthers, right, which is what we watch. Now, as far as Justin Fields goes, you trade up from number 20 to number 11 to get this guy, right? You made him your franchise quarterback. Now, I am fully aware that, that the group who did that is not here anymore. So now, now this group is watching Justin Fields, and we just haven't seen it. Whether it be, I don't know. Is it because he doesn't have Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Kyle Shanahan calling plays, Pat? This, I don't know. All I can say is I know what I've seen so far, right? And I haven't seen enough. And I don't think we're going to see it, to be honest with you, with the same offensive coordinator and the same players around him. I don't think we're going to see this big jump. So the Bears have to make a decision off of what they saw so far. Mm-hmm. Is he the starting quarterback? People have to understand, Pat. There's two different decisions to make. Is Justin Fields a starting quarterback? And is Tyson Bajan a backup quarterback? That's mm-hmm. the only decision between those two guys, right? Yep. The, the, the whole thing about uh, you guys love Bajan. The story is good, and we're looking at him like pretty good for a guy to be a backup quarterback. Yeah, here, here's my deal, guys. If you get drafted high in the first round, which Justin Fields was, no matter what's around you, right? This is just my feeling. After 30 games, you win games because of him, not with him. You, you win games with backups and free agent rookies. That's the way I judge a, uh, a, a rookie, or not a rookie, a first-round quarterback. He's a guy, what's the word, multiplier. He's the guy you're supposed to win games because of, and he has not won enough games. That's exactly right. I I think that's one of the reasons that there's some concern when it comes to Bryce Young in Carolina because it doesn't look like they can win games unless everything is perfect around him. Then you look at C.J. Stroud, and that's the one that I think may leave both the Bears and Panthers scratching their head because the Bears gave up the top overall pick last year, and Carolina traded up and selected Young instead of Stroud, 
and you're seeing Stroud do exactly what you just talked about, Pat, in Houston, which mm-hmm. is he's raising all boats, right? They yeah. are a significantly better team because of the way he's playing. You didn't look at, at the Texans coming into the season saying, boy, they're loaded at the receiver position. Yeah, they have a really good left tackle, but it's not like people were raving about their offensive line or uh, their coaching staff. Everything was new, right? And all of a sudden, bam, uh, you see what a what a quarterback taken high in the first round is is expected to do, and and that's not what we have seen from Justin Fields so far in his three years as Bears quarterback. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. This is the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. Bears beat the Panthers 16-13. to Your phone call's coming up next. Zach Zaidman, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley with you on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 